to the $100 MBA show. Business lessons you can't afford to miss every single day with our daily 10-minute business lessons for the real world. I'm your host, your coach, your teacher, Omar Zenholm. I'm also the co-founder of Webinar Ninja, an independent software company I started with my co-founder back in 2014. And today's episode is a guest teacher episode where we bring on an expert to teach their area of expertise. Today we have Joe DeCheria, and he's gonna show you how to set up and manage a business's finances. Joe is an entrepreneur with a CPA license. He's been doing business for 35 years. And what I love about Joe is that he's a straight talker, okay? He's a fellow New Yorker, a fellow Long Islander, so he's not gonna be fluffing about. He's gonna give you some really important information, especially when you're setting up a business in the US, how to set yourself up properly so you have less headaches in the future, and how to manage your business to make sure the finance side of things is in order. Joe understands that new business owners start out with the odds stacked against them. So he wants to make things simple for you so that you don't get overwhelmed. He's the founder of bedrockbusinessbuilders.com and bedrockuniversity.com. And he's here today to help you out. So let's get into it, let's get down to business. Support for today's show comes from our very own Webinar Ninja. What if you can gather potential customers or clients into a virtual room and show them what makes your product or service so great? What if you can bring potential students for your online course or training program together? and give them a win to show how effective a teacher you are? What if you can meet with new customers and help them get the most from what you sold them so they can keep coming back for more? What would happen if you could just connect with your audience, live and in real time? Well, you can with Webinar Ninja. Webinar Ninja lets you create high quality online lessons, presentations, and sales events in seconds. Once you're live, the insanely user-friendly studio lets you forget all about the technical stuff and you can just focus on your audience. With tools for chat, sharing files, presenting clickable sales offers, and even inviting attendees to share their webcams. There's never been a better way to create the deep connections that create customers. And now, you can do it all for free. Just head to WebinarNinja.com and sign up for a free plan with Webinar Ninja. Get all the benefits of live online teaching, coaching, marketing, and selling with the easiest to use webinar platform ever designed. That's WebinarNinja.com for a 100% free plan. And I'll see you inside the community. I met today's guest teacher, Joe, a few months ago, and I thought to myself, I gotta get him on the podcast. Most people that know entrepreneurship and know finances or have a CPA license are not the best communicators. They don't know how to give it to you straight, but Joe does. So I wanna pass it on to him to teach his guest lesson but I'll be back to wrap up today's episode. But for now, take it away, Joe. Hello, entrepreneurs. Joe DeChara, entrepreneur with a CPA license, coming to you from downtown Bethpage, New York, Long Island. And I want to thank you for joining me here today. If you don't know who I am, here's a little bit about me and my background. I am the founder and CEO of Bedrock Business Builders, and you can see everything about us and me on our website, bedrockbusinessbuilders.com. And just a short version of my background, uh, if you want to know why and how I'm qualified to be talking about this, like I said, I am an entrepreneur, so I've gone through a lot of the pain and so, just about all of the pain and suffering as any other entrepreneur 
does when when we try to start build and manage a small business it's not as easy as it seems but i'm also a licensed cpa which i became a cpa about 35 years ago uh, as a way to learn about business i didn't know that that meant i was going to be an accountant for all this time but that that's another story but in that time i've gotten to work with thousands of small business owners and all kinds of uh, capacities, uh, trying to help them, trying to serve them, really uh, mainly to stay out of trouble with the IRS and any other agency that was uh, trying to dip into their pockets, if that makes sense. So what I'm going to talk about for the next uh, 10 minutes are a couple of topics that I believe, in my experience, uh, really throws new entrepreneurs off. And and when I say new, people that are just starting out and people that may have started a couple of years ago, because once you get into the first couple of years, you start seeing the results of some of the mistakes that you may have made. So the first thing I'd like to do is start with the beginning. When does a business actually start? You know, in all my years, over 40 years in, in business, I've never heard anybody ask the question, like, when exactly does my business start? When can I start or when can I start writing off deductions? What people ask is, what can I write off? And I have a whole another uh, presentation on that, but we can't go into all kinds of details. It's just simply not enough time. So the short story is that the business starts the same way as anything else with a thought. If no action is taken, then there is no business. It's just, it stays as a thought. It's a fantasy. It goes poof. It's, it's up there in the universe forever. Sometimes they come back and you do what we call take action. Once you take action on that thought, you are not officially, but you are technically in business, if that makes sense. For instance, if you decide you, you, you're going to be in business, you need office supplies. So you get in your car, you drive to Staples. Well, guess what? That's a business deduction because you just took action. You used property that you own for a business purpose. Now, the business purpose has to be that you're in this to make money, okay? That's the, you know, if you're not in it to make money, then it's either a not-for-profit or a hobby, and I'm not covering that today. So this is how you start a business. Now, the second step is actually a step that happens for you, and you don't even know it, just like if you pass away without a will, Somebody's going to decide what happens if you have children, if you have money. It's just not going to be you. So the same thing happens when you start a business. You are automatically, by default, classified as what we call a sole proprietor. That's your legal structure. Now, you only have a couple of other options that I go into in depth on on my YouTube channel and my writings, but again, we don't have time to go into all of the 
uh, different issues. But your choices are uh, to be a, a corporation, a separate entity with a separate tax ID number. You can also become an LLC. Now, also, I'll back up a second. When you become a corporation, you have the choice of electing to be an S-corp, a small business corp, if you qualify. And there's all kinds of rules uh, to qualify. Most people, if you're living in the United States, if you're a U.S. citizen, uh, you probably qualify to be an S-corp. Now, the decision on what kind of entity you should do business on has to be done at your level, your current situation. You got to talk to somebody that's knowledgeable about legal business entities. Okay. Preferably a CPA or an enrolled agent that knows the tax ramifications. Attorneys are great, but they don't always take into account the tax end of things. And and that there's a lot of, uh, weight that has to be given on how much you're going to be paying in taxes. And that is a direct result of what kind of legal structure you're doing business in. Now, if you decide to be either an LLC or a corporation, you have to go to your state. You either go to secretary of state in your state. Okay. That that's like a tongue twister, but you got to go to the secretary of state where you live Okay, and and that's another issue about where you, you know, set up your entity. There's not enough time again to go into that, but uh, 99.9% of the time, it's going to be right where you live, right where you're doing business. So now you can do it yourself. There's ways to do it yourself online. It's really not that complicated, but if you would rather have somebody else do it, there's all kinds of places that will register your LLC or corporation. And uh, when you do that, when you do that, just so you're aware, you need to have what they call a registered agent. Now, the registered agent is the entity or the person that will get served legal papers. If there's ever a lawsuit against the corporation, it's where the uh, the state secretary of state will send mail. So if somebody other than you is the registered agent, you have to make sure that you stay in contact with them because the state might be sending you bills. And if you don't pay them, then you're not a legal entity after, after a certain amount of time. Uh, the incorporator. So now if you incorporate yourself, you are the incorporator. We incorporate people. And usually when I do it, I'm the incorporator. So the secretary of state wants to know who is in charge. There has to be somebody that uh, has a fiduciary responsibility. And that doesn't mean that I have res- uh, fiduciary responsibility, but it's a way for them to contact uh, somebody if if they lose contact. Uh, the next thing that we look for is, are there any other business licenses that have to be registered for? And, and that's important because especially if you're in something uh, like the trades, a contractor, there's all kinds of state and local licenses that you may have to apply for. And that's very, very important. So it's not just the, you know, the 
the state taxing and the the IRS taxing authorities that are looking at you. It's the state, uh, whatever <laughs> organization, and there's a lot of them, and they more of them just keep popping up, and they're they're. Uh, function is to to get you to pay the money to be in compliance with whatever the new rules and regulations are. Again, not just at the federal level, but at the state and local level. That's where everything really starts. Uh, now, the last thing that I want to cover, because we're almost on uh, 10 minutes, I want to keep this below 12 minutes, is the the business name. Now, a lot of people get caught up on on deciding about a name. Now, the name is important, but not for the reasons that people think. For instance, my business is, is called Bedrock Business Builders Corp. That's the legal name. Now, I have BedrockBusinessBuilders.com. That's just because that's our name, and we decided to use that domain as our domain name but we also have several other websites bedrock university uh, pro bookkeepers you know i have a couple of other entities uh, and and branding that is not bedrock business builders corp it it all goes under the same tax id number but for branding for marketing you know a lot of times that's not the issue. So you could be XYZ Corp. I could be XYZ Corp and still have my website. I don't have to go get a DBA or anything like that. A certificate. I do if I want to set up a bank account in that name and, and have money paid to that entity. So you can't be XYZ Corp uh, and somebody makes a check out to Bedrock Business Builders because you won't have a bank account to put it in. So you do, there is the uh, formal uh, requirements that you have to follow when it comes to banking and registration and, and stuff like that. And there's the, the marketing end of it. Now also, and last but not least, the type of business that you do in an entity, in an LLC, in a corporation, you could have, I, I've had clients with five different types of entities under one corporate ID number. Now, for legal purposes, that might not always be the best way to do it. Okay, but I have had, you know, one corporation had owned three restaurants, uh, some other businesses. It was all reported under one federal tax ID number. I didn't set that up. Somebody else did. But that was all legal. And people get caught up in when they're get, trying to think of their name. They get too caught up and, and wind up procrastinating on setting up the entity because of the name. So, again, I want to you know thank uh, Omar and, and the and the production crew here for inviting me i've enjoyed this uh podcast giving it i hope the information was of value to you and if you want to reach out to me it's very easy i'm all over social media and and you can go to bedrockbusinessbuilders.com and also bedrockuniversity.com it's free registration for uh some really great courses that that you could you could take 
for free. That's that's one of our gifts. And, and again, thank you, Almar. Back to you. Thank you. Support for today's show comes from Wix. Building a successful business online can be challenging. It's hard to know where to start. And then once you do get started, the number of things to manage can feel overwhelming. Thankfully, with Wix, you can build and manage your online business with ease. From creating a standout online presence and building a marketing strategy to the technical side of running a website, Wix offers a complete business solution that handles it all. You can build your website exactly the way you want it with thousands of easy to use design features that have been created with your needs in mind. Wix also has a strong infrastructure in place, providing you with reliable hosting and fast loading times. This means you'll have faster performing websites for your customers anywhere in the world. And to top it all off, you get marketing and business tools built into your website dashboard, making it even easier for you to reach the right audiences and scale your business the smart way. Remember back in the day, way back at 2012, I hosted one of my first events at Wix's co-working space in Union Square in New York City. And I built my first Wix website to promote the event there in the co-working space. It was super, super simple. Fast forward 10 years later and Wix is more powerful than ever, but they got a ton of experience on creating a great tool. So head on over to Wix.com and join millions of people growing their business online today. That's Wix.com. What a great lesson by Joe DeCheria. If you want to learn more, head on over to bedrockbusinessbuilders.com or get more training over at bedrockuniversity.com. Now, if you don't live in the US and you kind of listened to today's lesson and thought, you know, I don't know how this applies to me, wherever you are in the world, there will be people that understand the law and understand finances in terms of taxes and how to make sure that you're in a healthy financial position in that regard. This is usually a certified accountant or somebody who runs some sort of financial uh, assistance firm that has accountants or bookkeepers under their belt. You might be thinking, how do I find these people? Well, my advice to you is to go to your local startup or co-working space or WeWork or whatever it's called in your area. Why? Because you have a lot of great small businesses there that are probably already set up with somebody like that. And they can give you some recommendations. You can be part of the community. You can go into their Slack groups or whatever it is and ask, hey, I'm looking for somebody who can give me some financial advice as I start my business. Who do you recommend? Don't reinvent the wheel, right? This has already been figured out by somebody else in your local area. Use best practices. Use somebody else's experiences so that you can benefit from their learnings and their recommendation. Now, my one piece of advice when it comes to this is do not work with anybody you just do not understand. Uh, maybe they're too confusing if they don't bring it down a level so that we, uh, you know, humans on earth can understand it outside of the financial world. If you don't understand what's happening, this is a bad sign. You need to find somebody who's willing to break things down so you get it. You can't just uh, hope that they are giving you the best advice or pretend you get what they're telling you. You have to actually understand what's happening when they walk you through certain processes or making certain decisions for your business. So I would say that find somebody who's you know trustworthy, credible, that's been recommended, but once you sit and talk to them and you walk them through your needs, make sure you're on the same page, you don't have any ambiguity, they're a clear communicator. That's a great, great quality and a great CPA or accountant or finance person. 
Thanks so much for listening to The $100 MBA Show. If you love what you hear, hit subscribe right now on whatever podcast app you like to use. Why should you subscribe? Well, by hitting subscribe, get our next episode automatically. So you don't have to wonder if you're going to get all the goodies. Because in tomorrow's episode, we cover the top five mistakes people make on their website and how you can avoid them. These are mistakes that cost you business. And most of them are easy fixes. Looking forward to covering that tomorrow. I'll see you then. But before I go, I want to leave you with this. There are boring parts of starting and maintaining a business, okay? There are things that you probably don't want to deal with. And if you can afford to hire out for it, great. But if not, just see this as something like going to the gym. I got to, you know, push myself. I got to experience some pain so I can get to the result I'm looking for. It's only temporary. Most of these things are not something you're going to do on a daily basis. So grin and bear it, even if it's not the most exciting thing to do. It's just part of the journey. Thanks so much for listening, and I'll check you in tomorrow's episode. I'll see you then. Take care.